The guy that was arrested in Huska Park came here from New Jersey. Mm. New Jersey. So we have now become a magnet for homeless people, and we're attracting people from as far away as New Jersey. I think it illustrates the problem here. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. Welcome to another edition of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective. Today, November 7th, is the day that the La Crosse County Board will vote on their 2023 budget. Bill, you've had a chance to speak to supervisors reviewing the budget. What stands out about this? I I would bet that most of our listeners uh, will, will be surprised to learn that the 2023 budget for La Crosse County government is $208 million dollars. That's an increase of almost 7.5% over the 2022 budget. Mm. Uh, Some of that increase is due to the $23 million in ARPA money that we got from the federal government. So so that's part of it. Uh, Another interesting part of this budget is the fact that property taxes are only going to rise about one and three quarters percent, uh, which is obviously far below the rate of inflation. Some people might ask, well, why is that? number so small. Well, it it goes back to a bill that was passed by Republicans when Scott Walker was governor called Act 10 that limits how much taxes can go up from local governments. And that that number is limited to new construction. So this year, that results in about a $650,000 increase in property taxes in La Crosse County. The other source of income is the sales tax that the county levies of one half of 1%. And the forecast for 2023 is that that is going to increase to $16 million. So wow, right? And the reason they created this sales tax for the counties in the first place was so that it would help slow down the increase in taxes on property. Some people might remember about five years ago, the county was proposing that to double the county sales tax from a half a percent to a full percent. Mm-hmm. So we would be taxing $32 million next year in, in the county sales tax. Had they succeeded in that, uh, that was called the premier resort tax. Some people might remember that. So uh, that's that's the top line, a 7.5% increase in county spending. So you had conversations with several county supervisors about the budget. What do they have to say? Because well, as I understand it, it's like a 500-page document. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that one of them mentioned to me was that the, the budget is over 500 pages, which I think is uh, by design. I think that they include a ton of information in there, and it makes it more difficult for people to go in and actually figure out what's happening with the budget. So there's a top-line report that we're going to talk a little bit about, but uh I ran for county board. That campaign started in 2009. The county budget was a much, I think it was 80 pages the first time that I went through it. But it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it makes it hard for people like me to go in there and figure out, you know, or you. Right. What's what's going on? Where? Why is? Where's my tax dollar going? Why is this up? Why is that Mm -hmm. down? It it becomes pretty almost impossible to, to figure it out. What do the supervisors have to say? Well, the first person that I talked to was Supervisor Ken Schlimgen. Uh, Ken was uh, elected for the first time to the county board this past April. He serves in District 29, which includes parts of Shelby, Barry, and Greenfield. And Ken had previously served for 14 years on the West Salem School Board. So he's very savvy about budgets. 
Uh, when I talked to Ken, he talked about the need to continue to increase spending on roads. And, of course, Dennis Jacobson, Jake Jacobson has been our show uh, and talked about the fact that we're not we're not fixing the mileage that we need to fix every year. We're con- we're still falling behind. So Ken echoed that sentiment of wanting to see more money spent on roads. He also said something that was very interesting to me, uh, which is that he thinks that the reserve fund that the county maintains, which is seventy five percent of the taxes that we collect annually, is too large. He says that money should either be sent back to taxpayers or it should be used to help us catch up on on fixing the roads. So pretty interesting there. Um, I hadn't heard that before, uh, but it seems like a reasonable idea to me. Anything we can do to try and put more money into fixing the county roads. So uh, that was what I took away from the conversation with Ken Schlemgen in the 29th District. As our listeners know, Dennis Jacobson was also elected for the first time in April in the newly formed 30th District. Uh, that includes parts of uh, Bangor and uh, Farmington. And so um, Dennis, obviously he's been crusading to try and get some money uh, set aside uh, for broadband. The people in the county came to him and said that they were going to increase the budget for roads from $5 million to $7 million. So I think it's reasonable to say that Dennis, Jake Jacobson, and some of these other new supervisors are already having uh, an impact in terms of of how the county is spending our tax dollars. Another newly elected supervisor I spoke to is Mike Baroni, District 18, which is on Alaska and Madari. Mike is a very savvy uh, former senior business uh, executive, and uh, he talked about the the charter for our county government, and um, he was uh, referencing a report from the Wisconsin Taxpayers Alliance that kind of laid out what the what the role of county government is. What is it that the county really is supposed to do for us? the The major part of the funding that comes from the county government comes from the state and federal government. Between the property tax and the sales tax, that's about fifty-four million of that two hundred and eight million. So the remainder of that money is coming from the state and federal government for two programs, food share, which is formerly food stamps, and Medicaid, which we call Badger Care in Wisconsin. And so Badger Care, that's funded by the state and the federal government. It's the county government that administers that program. If you want to get signed up for those programs, you go down to the county offices, and that's where that process takes place. Another part of of the responsibility of the county government is public safety. So they they run the sheriff's department and the jail and the county court system, uh, the coroner's office, uh, the uh, health department. Those all fall under uh, the public safety aspect of, of county government. And then lastly, it's what we've talked about before, which is maintaining infrastructure in the county. The county has 280 miles of county highways that they're responsible for maintaining. We've done shows on this in the past. Our our county road system is in poor condition. Mm-hmm. Those are the things we're supposed to be doing. Now, we we've just gotten almost $23 million in American Rescue Plan Act money and that money came in at a time previous to the last election where a lot of liberal Democrats in county government had allocated that money out to what I'll call feel-good projects. So it looks to me like the idea of 
Uh, having a daycare system that's run through the La Crosse School District is a dead idea. The county board voted that down back in July. That's $3.3 million. I think that money should be repurposed. It should be repurposed either for broadband, roads, or how about PFAS? How about trying to fix the PFAS problem uh, in, in town of Campbell? Yeah, what is happening with that? I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, it's the old blame game. So what's happening is, is everybody's trying to blame somebody else. Nobody's taking responsibility. So until a judge decides who's responsible, no one's taking care of the people on French Island. Yeah, I don't understand why the city of La Crosse and La Crosse County government haven't banded together to uh, to try and help those people. If I were a taxpayer living on French Island, I would be livid. Yeah, I I, I would definitely take the time to figure out who is going to help me with this problem. And it seems to me like the people that are there right now uh, are not doing anything. They're trying to blame the state. Um, you know, they're trying to say that the state should come in and fix this problem or, or the feds. Well, we just got, you know, $45 million. Uh, how much can it cost to extend the lacrosse city water out to town of Campbell? I, I would just think that, that that seems like an obvious way to help solve the problem. But we are spending money on projects that are feel-good projects, is, is what most of the supervisors I talked to referred to them as. Uh, Kevin Hoyer, he's in District 24. That's Holman, Town of Onalaska, and Hamilton. He talked about a new term that's being used in county government, which is bridge housing. And some of the listeners may have read about this, but uh, the county's looking at spending $6 million of the ARPA dollars for bridge housing. So bridge housing, what is it? Well, they're going to help uh, single, single moms uh, in their transition to try and get back on their feet. But this also raises another question about the homeless problem in La Crosse. And I talked to Rob Abraham, who's in District 21, which is basically Bryce's Prairie and just a titch of Campbell. And he said that, uh, you know, one of the things that happened recently was there was a homeless person who got into a fight with the police down at Huska Park. And it turns out that... Which this, is basically an encampment right now. Yeah. Uh, what he told me today is that they're making those structures permanent down there. They're taking steps to continue to live in the park through the winter. So uh, we talked on a show earlier this year how the number of homeless people had skyrocketed from, I think it was right around 100 to 270 people. So what they've done is um, they've, they've attracted people. The guy that was arrested in Huska Park came here from New Jersey. Mm. New Jersey. So we have now become a magnet for homeless people, and we're attracting people from as far away as New Jersey. I think it illustrates the problem here. We also know from previous shows that we've done that what's happening is surrounding counties are dumping their homeless problem onto La Crosse County. The idea here that we're going to spend $6 million to house all these people, um, it just seems to me like it's ill-conceived. At some point here, um, we have to stop. Uh, I always think about my grandfather. He loved animals, and he used to put food out for the stray cats behind his house. And eventually, it went from one stray cat to there were like thirty of them that would show up for for dinner time. So if you're gonna if you're gonna feed people and house people and take care of people, guess what? More and more people are gonna show up to take advantage of that benefit. So I think it's uh, it's questionable. Who's going to be housed in bridge housing? 
Should we take care of the people in La Crosse County that need help? Yeah. A single mom who's maybe recuperating from a drug problem that's trying to get her life straightened out and get a job and get get on a better track in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's going to say no to that, right? I think I think we all can agree that we should be helping those people, but it seems like we're spending an awful lot of money to try and take care of problems that maybe really aren't our problems. So the problem continues to grow. And I think that uh, we have to really question, why are we going to spend $6 million of ARPA money on this bridge housing? It seems questionable to me because we had a system in place previously where there are six uh, private organizations, the Salvation Army's most notable, that was handling the homeless program. We did a show on this previously where the city of La Crosse spent a million dollars to put uh, 100 homeless people up in the O'Connell Lodge last winter. What's the plan for this year? How are we going to house 270 people in Huska Park? That sounds like the topic for a future show. Mm, it sounds awful. What should fact check listeners do, think, or feel about this, about the budget? Well, when you hear this uh, fact check on Wednesday morning, the county will have passed its budget. Uh, there's not much you can do at this point about the budget that's been passed. However, I strongly encourage our listeners to call Monica Cruz. She's the county board chairwoman. She has the absolute power to change the direction of county government. She has the power to form the broadband committee. That's, that's just something she could do with a snap of her fingers at the next executive committee meeting. So I think we need to continue to tell our supervisors what it is we expect from them, the direction we want to go. Do we want to spend money on feel-good programs like daycare that have no future funding source, right? Or do we want to take that money and fix problems like PFAS on French Island and broadband access and improving the county roads? It's, it's a fundamental question. I think the answer is obvious. We should spend this money in a way that benefits people in the long run and not just in a way that makes people feel good in the short run. All things considered, this is a pretty good budget. Uh, the fees set by the county, things like restaurant licenses and those types of things are going to rise about 7%. Uh, they have the power to um, to set those rates. Uh, I think that's a consequence of the inflation we're seeing in the economy right now that it's going up that much. And, um, you know, we're going to have to take a, a good hard look going forward here as to how we're going to spend that $23 million in ARPA, most of which the great majority of that money has not been spent yet. If you have an opinion, call Monica Cruz or go to La Crosse County Government online, find out who your supervisor is and call them and tell them how you want us to spend the money. And if you have a little extra time and you're interested in some light reading, you can peruse the 500 and some page La Crosse <laughs> County budget. We'd be interested to know your thoughts on that. You can join the conversation on our Facebook group, Fact Check Wisdom with Bill Fian. Thanks for listening. I'm Jen O'Brien. And I'm Bill Fian. This was another episode of Fact Check. Fact Check is your only dependable source of state and local news from a conservative perspective.